Hey, I'm Dwayne. And I'm Jennifer. And together we're doing the podcast, Roots. The Unseen Life. Come on a journey with us. You'll produce a system of roots that will stabilize you and... Produce fruit. We're going somewhere. Come along with us. Well, wouldn't I just like to welcome everybody to Roots, the podcast, The Unseen Life by Dwayne and Jennifer Roberts. <laughs> wouldn't you just? Welcome! Do we have a shout out to any particular nation? Again, thank you, Poland, for keeping us trending in the nation of yeah, Poland. We appreciate that. Thank you. I think it's all five listeners. No idea, but man, we're changing the world. We're changing the globe. <laughs> I love it, man. That's good. Uh, uh, the the podcast that we are um, using, I just looked. This is season three, episode 13, I believe this is. And if it's not, then please don't correct me publicly. You can share it with me privately. <laughs> Pretty sure that's where we're at. We're having fun doing these. Lots of fun. Um, you know, you'll notice on YouTube, we're getting maybe 100 views, and, and it's, it's probably like uh, 17 times that on the audio side of things. <laughs> but those no. 100 views are mainly me. <laughs> I'm just going back and again and again. Just totally. love us. Wow, I love listening to my voice. I know, right? So No, good. it's just we're, we're, we really feel um, just to be faithful with this. And so we have fun with it. We right. enjoy it. And so if it if it is something that you like and you might know other we would encourage you to just to share the share the 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 link and the information talk about it please tell people we're awesome i'm having fun with it though yeah. it's a lot of fun we and mainly do it just for us i really think it's actually i, I enjoy it i do too it just helps me and so um but um we have a in some ways this is a sensitive topic in other ways it's not but the whole conversation around gender right now yeah. is getting louder and louder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I actually want to kind of more take a role of interviewing Jennifer. Um, and, and you've got some interesting thoughts mm -hmm. on just, especially you have a real heart for women. Yeah. And then being your husband, I've learned a lot of what it means to walk with women. Yeah. And, and, and in that journey. And so... Um, so that's kind of the topic, um, women. Um, so don't tune out, even if you're a guy, listen. No, if you're a guy, actually lean in because I'm going to make some points during this conversation that is going to help you mm -hmm. in your relationships with all women. It's going to help you in your marriage and it's going to help you be a father. Mm -hmm. So guys, turn it up. And a brother. And go to not even 10, turn it to 11. <laughs> okay. And then watch Spinal Tap afterwards. Get the references. So, Jennifer. Yes, Dwayne. How many were in your family? Six. Not, I was... not true. You have parents. <laughs> Got her! There was eight in your family, right? So you were the sixth child. This is investigative journalism. <laughs> I like it, Dwayne. Take that approach. That's good. Busted! <laughs> Exposed! <laughs> so you were the sixth child. I was the sixth child. I had five older brothers, and I had a mother and a father. Good. Thank you for clarifying yeah. that. And a dog named Tramp. Tramp. Oh, mm -hmm. God bless him. He was really ugly. <laughs> like, truly, truly an ugly dog. What happened to him? Um, well, he got hit by a car, but um, he was a, a, a terrier mix. I don't know what he was mixed with, but he always just a, looked a little mangy. Just a little no, mangy. No, but didn't he... Like he died, and then didn't your dad put a pool over him or something? Oh, that was Boomer. Oh, Boomer. <laughs> we had a few dogs in our life, but Tramp was the childhood dog. Oh, gotcha. And okay. then we got Boomer, and um, when I went away to Europe, so so Boomer went missing. No one knew where Boomer was. Okay. I come back nine months later, 
and it's Labor Day weekend and we're going to go camping at the ocean. That's something we did regularly. And so my my nephews are there and we're all there getting ready to go camping. My dad moves the trailer. Well, Boomer's there dead underneath the trailer. <laughs> and my nephews are going, hey, Grandpa Boomer's eyes are moving because he's just covered in maggots and the oh whole bit. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So that, that was Boomer. That's hilarious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was just, those are just some dog stories. So, um... Okay, tell me a little bit, like growing up in your family. So you have five older brothers. You're five the youngest brothers. child. Mm -hmm. So it's very, um, you know, boy unto teenager. Yeah, yeah. It was um, a lot of testosterone. I've seen a lot of tidy whities in my life. Totally. Um, here, here's the fun thing. We had one bathroom for all eight of us. We didn't have a shower for a long time. My dad eventually put one in. It was just a bathtub. Yeah. And so there was a lot of doubling up, sharing bath water. I mean, yeah. we were a, a low income family. And so one toilet, which it works okay, but a lot of pee on the floor, a lot and a lot of going to the bathroom just off the porch. So we had this thing called POPP, pee off the porch for pleasure. And we didn't live in the country like from my porch i could see kentucky fried chicken lucky strike bowling alley and the hardware store right next i mean and then there's the the simpson sawmill and we're we're on yeah it, it just we weren't in the country and so my brothers peed off the porch all the time well, so did I. I'm a little girl and just hanging on, you know, to the porch, you know, post. Oh, my gosh. So you pull your pants down. Yeah, pants around my ankles, six, seven years old, just woo, going off the porch. So it's a real nightmare on a windy day. <laughs> you bet it is, Dwayne. And you got to get low enough. Otherwise, you're peeing it all over everything. Anyway, so, uh, you know, my parents had been hippies, too. So there's just a different parenting philosophy. Right. It's a little bit of a free-for-all mentality. Yeah. So survival of the fittest. Yeah. Um, in some ways, my childhood was epic because yeah. I just heard a whistle at night and that meant come home for dinner. Yeah. So I was just gone playing outside all day, you know, playing in the, you know, the railroad tracks and the sawmill, building forts, just having fun, lots of fun. But... I realized because there were negative statements made, and of course, no one intentionally tried to diminish me. I, I really no, believe that. Right, right. But there were statements like, don't cry like a girl, sis. Don't yeah. throw the ball like a girl. Quit acting like a girl. Um, and so I just concluded there's girls are weak. So there's, I, I shouldn't be that. Right. And then being told I was a tomboy, you know, by, my parents i don't really know what a tomboy is but i remember when i'm going yeah she's a real tomboy but it almost felt like that was said so that i wouldn't complain when my brother's hand-me-downs were given to me you know what i mean like for sure so you yeah so you're wearing tough skins oh yeah reinforced knee tough skins so if you guys don't know what they were those you bought those at sears those are and they were so humiliating and horrible they're yeah scratchy and thick and so it was jeans ish ish but then they had reinforced these like 
the knees the had knees, these knees and it wasn't considered cool and trendy it was like oh functional functional oh and slash trying to be economic yeah yeah so yeah. that these jeans can last three years instead of the appropriate time for them right right but they were not they were embarrassing to wear yes yes so you know i'm i'm just wearing my brother's hand-me-downs Th- yeah. those are my clothes and i'm told that i'm a tomboy and that's what tomboys do right but yet i would at six, seven years old, go walk by myself downtown because it was a different season of life and a different parenting philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> there, really, there's both. Um, and I'd go to JCPenney's and I would try on beautiful clothes hmm. and clothes I wanted, clothes yeah. I wish I could buy. Right. And they were pretty and, and they they were soft and they had nice colors and, totally. and all of that. So the... The celebration of being different as a woman or as a girl at that point, it wasn't part of the equation of my upbringing. Right. And so I just had to fall in line with the uniformity, which was to be masculine. Yes. To be independent, to be strong. Right. And so I remember even eight years old, I would work at the uh, secondhand store across the street and her payment, so I would be, go over there and fold clothes and hang things on hangers. Eight years old, you know, got my first job. And then she would pay me in clothes. Okay. And so I got to choose the clothes I wanted. Uh-huh. Now, some of them were ridiculous. Like, there's no way. <laughs> I, can, I can imagine. I mean, I was a little flamboyant. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's it, unbelievable. You know, you're letting an eight-year-old just choose whatever. So... I looked like a little Liberace a time or two. I can imagine come home <laughs> I mean, with a bow eye. Oh, 100%. <laughs> and so, and then the, the, the fun side of my parents was they let it happen. For sure. So, great. I was totally. super creative. <laughs> and I combined some outfits that were really, really, really heinous, really. It's understandable. And so. But the point is, you're doing this to get, to get clothes that yeah, you wanted to that wear. That I wanted to wear. Yep. And to build if, to... To, to like what I like. Right. right. And uh, there's so much about being a woman that we almost apologize for. Uh-huh. And I, I just, I want to stop apologizing for things that are part of me being a woman. Yes. And it's not bad. 100%. It's not sin. Yeah. It's a difference. Yes. And I'm, I'm sad, actually, when I look at the body of Christ and I don't see proper representation of women. And I think, man, we could be a richer community if we actually included women a bit more in decision making, let's, in representation. Let's get to that in a minute. Yeah. Okay. Because I want to stay yeah, on. Yeah. You keep, you be the interviewer. I'll start talking. And so I want to stay on. So you grow up in an environment that it's, it's, so it's not you personal. It was more based off of your probably your mother a little bit, but mm-hmm. finances. Mm-hmm. And so being a girl in your world was a little bit weaker. Stop mm-hmm. crying like the girl, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so you grow up with that. And then yeah. I do know once you got your job, you took responsibility. And you really, I mm-hmm. mean, you, um, you really did invest in being a woman. So, yes. you, I mean, you were very beautiful as a teenager. Thank you, Dwayne. Yes, very beautiful. Except when you had that poodle perm, but that's another thing. Spiral perm in the 80s, baby. It was the time of the signs. Sign of the times. But, you know, and I think that that subtle communication Mm -hmm. 
and and it's most of it's subtle yeah and it depends if you're in your circumstances it Mm -hmm. might be more overt Mm -hmm. it's negative Mm -hmm. to be a girl Mm -hmm. but that is still very much in our culture today men are better Mm -hmm. and it's a little bit women are a little bit more inferior Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so i think it's just helpful and necessary to say that yeah and and to say it's wrong and to say it's wrong yeah and one of the things that Jennifer and I learned very early on in cross-cultural living is that when you come up against another culture and you see things are different, that you you immediately decide it's not wrong, it's just different. Mm-hmm. And so that gives you the ability to actually enjoy another culture, yes. right? Yes. So we always taught our kids even in Asia specifically and also in Latin America and Brazil, it's not wrong. It's different. Yeah. And then you can actually see even some of the, maybe the the problems with your own culture. Right. Blah, blah, blah. So Different but not wrong. Different but not wrong. Mm-hmm. And I believe that we have not said that, we have not done that within within gender. We right. have not said it's we're different. We've just said some of it's wrong. Right, right. And that's, that's actually a tragedy. Yeah. Because it really speaks to value. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thoughts on that? Yeah. Just the value issue. Yeah. Uh, I think, I mean, women bring a unique perspective to the table that is so valuable. Yes. And depending on how they're raised, they're championed or silenced often. And mm-hmm. it, it's, it's, it's usually one or the other. Right. And I remember seeing this commercial for like always maxi pads. So if you're a guy, you're going, ah don't talk about periods I'm not I'm not gonna talk about periods and it was amazing because they had these young girls who hadn't um, experienced some of the negativity of being a girl yet and so the producer or the director says okay show me what it looks what does it mean to run like a girl and they said uh to run as fast as I can and and so he's like show me run like a girl and she runs, 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 and she's like, you know, five, six years old, just as fast as she can, and it's fierce and it's beautiful. Fast forward to an 11, 12, 13-year-old. Then they say to this same girl, show, what does it mean to run like a girl? And, and, and the producer says, show me what it looks like to run like a girl. And they ran like stupid with their hands turned up and down and like really prissy. around. Yeah, yeah. and it... And I'm like, where, what happened here? Uh-huh. Where, where did the confidence that I'm a girl to run like a girl means runs fast and right, hard right. to this is what a girl does. Totally. hundred percent. And I'm like, we're turning on ourselves. Even women are turning on ourselves. Right. We're despising our own gender. Yes. And God says it's good. Yes. He I made, mean, God said women. God meant, yeah, said sure. it's good. Yeah. For so it to be a woman. As a woman. I am, this isn't random. It's not chance. No. I am chosen to be a woman by God, and he says it's good. Right. So I need to say it's good. And that's where, um, like, throughout history, Mm -hmm. women have been demeaned and then really, really, really mistreated. Yes. You know, when you think of just specific, even cultures, even today, the mm-hmm. mistreatment, like in some of the Middle East, it's <clears throat> it's beyond 
evil, Mm -hmm. what happens. Mm -hmm. And so it speaks to value. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so there's a part of me, you know, talking of the feminist movement. Yeah. We have extreme. Yes. Women that we have women that on the extreme who are just over the board, over the top on what it means to be a woman. Yeah. Women will rule the world, and mm-hmm. and and I want women in the world. So I'm not, but I, but it's just, but I yeah. understand yeah. their pain. Yeah, I don't agree with their conclusions. Right, but, but they haven't inter- been hurt. Yes. So maybe they're a little louder than they should be, and that happens when you don't have a voice. Exactly. You get a little loud and you get a little obnoxious yeah. until someone acknowledges you, and then you can have peace. Right. And so. The difficulty for me as a woman is I've always said I'm not a feminist because I have a particular brand in my head of feminism. Of feminism, but now it's defined so many different ways that I'm like I don't even know what I am. Right. Because I know I'm not the woman who's going to wear the vagina hat and protest and hate men. Right. That's not me. Thankfully. Right. So if that's feminism, I'm not a feminist. Right. If. If being a feminist means you care about equality and you want women to be heard and you want them to be taken seriously and you want them empowered and you want them to be able to do all areas of society that they desire to do, yes. well, then I'm a feminist. Right. If that's what that means, then I guess I am. Right. But if the conclusion is we hate the other gender, then we're evil. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not okay. It's not okay. And it's not like I haven't had difficulties with the other gender. Right. I'm in the category of the percent of the people that you, you know, this many people have experienced this, this, and this. Yeah, right, hand raised. That's me. Right. So I have reasons, but I'm not mad at men. Yes. And that's, I think it's crucial to get there. But that's probably a whole other podcast. Well, it, it, it I mean... I think it's important to realize that women have been, I think, demeaned in our culture, Mm -hmm. not valued. Mm -hmm. And the strength of, of, you know, being a man has been championed and valued. Yes. And so we do see it in all spheres. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and I think it is absolutely within the body of Christ. And then what gets, what gets even into more turbulent waters is, Mm -hmm. you know, down to how do we interpret the topics around women and we have you know someone in the body of christ who use bible verses to reinforce Mm -hmm. that the role of women is secondary Mm -hmm. and then the function of women is secondary Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so then the conclusion is even the body of christ we devalue women right and so i i I don't want to get into the the, right the discussion around the scriptures um you know, I fall in line with, um, oh my gosh, what's his name? Keenan. What's his first name? Craig? Craig Keenan. Or is it Keener? Keener. Keener. Craig Keener. He has really good stuff on interpreting scripture in the context of culture. Paul, Women and Wives is his book. And okay. It's really good. It's really good. But um, just, <clears throat> I think that what I find interesting is, you know, and because we've been talking about this a little bit, mm-hmm. and so I... To me, Proverbs 31, reading Proverbs 31 as a guy, mm-hmm. um, is is interesting. Right. And I know that you have... Because you don't have history with it. I don't. So talk to me about what do you th- what were your... 
What do you think about it in an adverse way? Like, what's the right. negatives of it? Okay, here's what's frustrating. It's the Bible, right? So the Bible's good. But so many times Proverbs 31 has been used as a get that woman in her place, tell her she needs to be managing her home and doing this and doing that. And so it always felt not like a display of an empowered woman, but a, dis a display of this is what a woman should do. Otherwise, she's not a good woman. Right. And so it just makes you feel bad. So what I find interesting is the, 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 the writer of this or the, is actually the mother, the uh -huh. words of King Lemuel, the utterance which his mother taught him. Mm-hmm. And so she's teaching him how to be a king, Yeah. right? And then you go down in verse 10 is where the shift happens. And then she asks the question, who can find a virtuous woman, a wife? And then there's descriptions of a, an, a wife right. who is involved in business. Mm -hmm. She's involved in leadership. Mm -hmm. She's ministering to the poor. Mm -hmm. Um, she's industrious, she's creating from nothing, right? you know? And so um, I, can he I can see how you would think this is a, right. a, a pressure. Right. Is that right? Yeah, but, but now when I read it and I go, okay, this is the word of God. It's here for a reason. God doesn't have an agenda to oppress me. Let me read it with fresh eyes and fresh ears. I go, this is good. I mean, I think it's... It's amazing. I think it's liberating. It is. It's it's different than how I heard it earlier on in my life. Okay. And so I, I hear it differently now. And I'm like, I that woman is like hardcore. That's well, awesome. Well, I think what's being touted here, and this is, guys, please pay attention. What's being said here mm -hmm. is this is what a virtuous woman, this mm -hmm. is what an amazing woman looks like. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and this is the kind you want to find. Right. And so that's how I've always read this, mm -hmm. which is interesting even. So, mm -hmm. but in this, um, it's liberating that we can have women in leadership mm -hmm. and in business mm -hmm. and in, in, in mm -hmm. all different areas in right. the church. I believe yeah. in women leading and in, in, in giving influence. I mean, leading in the mm -hmm. church. So, um, this is, I want this to be liberating and, and so not, not, uh, oppressing. Right. I think this conversation, cause I was, as we we're teasing this out, just talking about this podcast, I'm just, um, I'm burdened by this. Yeah. I, it's, it's, it's a big deal. Mm -hmm. And so you have made some comments to me mm -hmm. on what is the difference between men and women mm -hmm. in the context of leadership? Yeah. Just talk that yeah. through. So I want guys to listen to this. Yeah. Well, there are massive differences, and but they're good differences. Exactly. And necessary differences. Yes. And so, you know, I think in general, women typically are probably better at discipleship and pastoral situations. I think they have a natural bend towards it's that nurturing ability that we've been given that is a gift from God yes. that we actually can can nurture not just babies but human beings well. Hundred percent. I think that's a you, good thing. I think you have empathy that yeah. is 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 God given. Yeah, we we see what's not being said. 
we, you know, we can read a room in a way that is almost, you can't describe it. You got to feel it. It's yeah. touch it. It's in the air kind of thing. But women are different in their, maybe their um, aggressiveness isn't the right word. But if, if there were men and women, we're sitting around a room and there's a job to be done more than likely a woman although she wants that job is not going to volunteer she's not going to say choose me it's it's harder there's a statistic that when a man has 60 percent of the qualifications for a job he'll apply for it a woman on the other hand only when she has 100% of the qualifications for that same job will she go for that job. Okay. So there's a difference there. Yeah. That, that, that's just a secular study. Yeah. So there's a difference in our go after it kind of thing. Yes, where, where men will, it's a, there's more of a tendency. And again, I think we need to emphasize tendencies Tendency, here. that's here. the right thing. Because not... guys can walk in and get a read on the room quickly right. too. Right, absolutely. But there's a tendency to... I'm going to go after this, yeah, and yeah. that, and that, which is more, to, which is more male, and so there are hungry women. I think sure. it, so, and it's not even saying you're not like you would have 100 percent of the qualifications and be hungry, but you still don't put yourself out there perhaps as much. Is that right. what you're saying? So my point in this, in saying this, if you're a man and there are women on your team, you have to lead them differently. You got to go after them. You have to invite them. You have to stop the alpha male yes. from stealing all the air in the room and and slow it down and be it goes slower. You have to say, what do you think? Yes. Tell me your thoughts. Specifically, not just an open question. What do y'all think? You have to ask her yeah. specifically. I want to know what you think. Yes. Because she may not share those thoughts if you don't. And I think it's generally, I just, um, my appeal to men mm -hmm. is pay attention to women around you. Yes. And, and learn and study them. Mm -hmm. How do they interact and how do they t take steps and how do you in make room for them yeah. in your leadership, in your influence, mm -hmm. um, and in the way that you are walking even with women. And so to me, first of all, um, I believe leadership is is in 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 the context of maybe not so much in the marketplace CEO type stuff what I'm talking about but leadership in the home it is not about you and you being comfortable and your family serving your comfort it really is leadership is is making room elevating and celebrating those within your family mm -hmm. and so start out dating by cherishing and in believing in your in guys in your girlfriend mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like this is this is and i'm you know you'll figure it out mm -hmm. but it's it's championing who they are it's mm -hmm. finding out who they are and making room for them mm -hmm. and then in the marriage it's it's that times two this is now your life partner mm -hmm. and your selfishness is going to be pushed to the point but right. make room for that and then make room for your selfishness no make room for women in the context of your selfishness mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then the next one is your if you have if you have daughters yeah like value 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 them yes and we we have two daughters we didn't raise them in a world where this is what boys do this is what girls do right at all right like we we looked at them we asked god who are they yes and we fed who they were. Yes. 
and didn't do this whole gender positioning thing. No, and like, you know, I, I think today some parents are nervous that their kids are going to come out gay. Uh-huh. Their kids are going to be, you know, are going to be gender confused. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand the, I understand that fear. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I really think that if you guys are confident in your own sexuality mm-hmm. and then you celebrate and make room for each other, mm-hmm. you're going to have just proper human. I mean, you're going to be a proper example. Right. And to me, that is the most powerful thing is just be a proper example. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that um, you don't like football and it doesn't mean that I like sewing, don't like sewing. Like, right. It's not, it's not yeah, even that's just that. Goofy. That's goofy stuff. Yes. But it's just operating in who I am as mm-hmm. a man mm-hmm. and then identifying it and calling it out in my children. Mm-hmm. And so I'm saying with, you know, if you have mm-hmm. sons, speak mm-hmm. to their identity and call them forth. Mm-hmm. But if a son wants to learn how to dance, let him dance. Right, right. No, I bring it on, right? Step up. Come on. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think women, you bring something good to the table. You really do. Like I, I, I love a team where there's a good amount of men and women. Oh my gosh. And, and they're like, thriving in their gift mix. Like I, we, we, we're, we're, uh, we have a team, we're putting together a team right now mm-hmm. and I'm just, some of the most interesting people, the people I want are women. Yeah. I love that. Like there's a couple of specifically love their perspective on yes. things. Creative. Look at things from another angle. Mm-hmm. That blesses me. Mm-hmm. I want that. Yes. Yes. You know, and, um, and so just value of women, I think is essential in this hour. And just, that was my heart. We were just talking today and it was just like, I want to have this conversation. Yeah. And oh, so it's good. God made us male and female, and he said it was good. And I don't get to choose my di- my gender. I don't get to choose who I am. God made it. And so it is a journey to be happy with who you are in God, if that's mm-hmm. a struggle. Yeah. But um, and, and honestly, I know we're wrapping up, but I had to repent so many times for being mad that I was made a woman because I felt like I had drive and I had things I wanted to do. And it in many many occasions i felt like i i wasn't given the outlet or the opportunity to express that so i would repent oh god i don't why did you make me this way for what i ah you know what i mean and then when i was in a healthy environment and i got to express that it just felt good wow and so i don't know i i like being a woman I like you being a woman. Thanks, bud. Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's stay married. Oh, let's do it. We got married. Let's stay married, right? Going on 31 years, babe. Mib deuce. I know. All right. God bless you guys. Thanks so much for jumping on the podcast of The Unseen Life. It's called Hoots Roots (laughs) at this point in time. God bless you guys. Ring the bell. Say hello. Follow. Tell the world. Click click yes. Click yes? I don't know. What does that even mean? I was being stupid. Mm -hmm. God bless until next time. Ciao, how? Ciao.